0: Hi and welcome back to wings of fire for scavengers by scavengers i'm carol from back and forth where we discuss anything and everything go check that out wherever you listen to your podcasts so t- today i'm going to be discussing book seven winter turning so let's get right into it so as i said i'm traveling over spring break so i am somewhere else right now so i don't want to make this episode too long So I can hang out with the family I'm visiting. So I'm just going to pick one part that I want to discuss. Discuss it basically in full. And then just discuss the major events and characters. So the part I want to discuss is part three, Beneath the Ice. That's the one I want to discuss in full. So I'm going to start with that. So... Part 3 is all about winter going back to the ice kingdom and i thought this was the most interesting part because we really get to see what happens when he clashes with his family comes back to the ice kingdom and finally discovers who he is and who he wants to be so he brings hailstorm back and his mother and father are happy to see hailstorm but not happy to see winter at all really um when winter gets home he gets put at the top of the rankings whereas hailstorm is at the bottom of the rankings and this is when we first get introduced to Snowfall, she's very upset that Winter's made it to the top of the rankings. And we also get introduced to Lynx, who hears, wants to hear all about Winter's adventures. And... Hailstorm signs up for the Diamond Trial, so he challenges the first ranking dragon to get to the first rank in the first circle. And so Winter has to undertake the Diamond Trial, and all the while he's puzzling over what Moon might think of him, or Kibley. And he's worrying about Kinkajou. And we're really seeing how he feels about his friends. And how he feels about Moon. And at the Diamond Trial, hailstorm and Winter have spears. And they unlock this ice statue. And surprise, it's a Nightwing. Foslayer, the mother of Darkstalker. Winter is extremely puzzled. Foslayer explains how Diamond trapped her there 2,000 years ago. Killed her a bunch of times and then froze her in ice and decided to make the Diamond Trial to have... Young dragonettes kill her instead. So they have to kill Foslayer and she'll just freeze over in ice again. And she only ages when she's out of the ice. So, um, Hailstorm kills her. And then Winter realizes that before they went in, Tundra, Narwhal, and Glacier had already picked a winner, Hailstorm. And Hailstorm had the spear that if he poked Winter with it could freeze Winter into a statue. Um, Winter's just like, it's okay, Hailstorm, you could do a lot more than me, just kill me and get it over with. And Hailstorm's like, no, I'm not going to kill my brother. So, Winter tells him to just leave, say he killed Winter, and Winter would run away. So, Hailstorm leaves, Winter takes the spear and unlocks foeslayer again, and she's like, what, are you gonna kill me again? And he's like, no, I'm gonna rescue you. And since he's a royal, he assumes that he can, um... Freeze over the chains on Foslayer, so he does so. And he flies away with her, um, silently asking his friends to wait for him and silently telling them that he'll be back soon. So I just thought that was the most interesting part because we got opened up to, like, a whole different side of Winter. A side that was caring, um, vulnerable, not angry or, um, mean. Just, like, a vulnerable side of him. And I thought it was really cool. So, one of the parts I want to discuss is how Winter feels about his friends. Like, the way he thinks about them. Like, he's always thinking good things about them. He He's always thinking about how he likes Moon. How he likes Achilles as a friend. How he's worried about Kinkajou. And then he, like, shoves these feelings deep under because he doesn't think he should be feeling them as a loyal ice wing. Um, we've all had moments where we want to bury our feelings because we don't feel like they're right. So I was able to connect with this because I feel like we've all had those moments where we just feel like we shouldn't be feeling a specific emotion and bury it so we can't feel it. It was very interesting. Like, winter is such a nice, kind, sweet dragon if you really like, got to see inside his head like we did in um, Winter Turning. And so... I just thought it was, it was um, really cool to see that side of him, the caring side of him that we didn't really get to see in, in Book 6. So the next thing I wanted to talk, to talk about is why they called the book Winter Turning, because the phrase doesn't really make sense, Winter Turning. But if you think about it, it, is Winter Turning from a mean, angry, dishonest, untrustworthy ice wing? into a caring, brave, strong, friend loving ice wing. <laughs> so he's he's turning, he's changing, winter turning. He's turning into something else. So the next thing I wanted to discuss is the book cover because it is so pretty and is probably my favorite. I mean, book 14 had an amazing cover as well. I think they're so pretty. But book seven is probably my favorite so he's like a bluish whitish um and the the blend of the colors makes him look astonishingly pretty like the colors are so pretty he's sitting on a rock um in the ice kingdom and he's the rock is in front of a pond you can see the pond behind him and you can see the ice palace in the background with all its spires and it looks really pretty like a, like a cool place to live it's um, a very pretty place. And then three silhouettes of dragons flying over him. These could just be dragons flying around like random dragons, but I feel like they could represent Winter's three friends, Kinkajin, Moon, and Kibli. They could represent Tundra, Narwhal, and Glacier, or, um, Hailstorm, Icicle, and Winter. It could represent a lot of things, I think. And then the back cover is just more of the Ice Palace, so we get to see more of that pond. And then of course, the summary, or if you have the hardback, a little clip of the book, and if you have paperbacks, some ads for the previous four books. <laughs> so it's just a really, really pretty cover. Um, so let's talk about some of the major events that happened. So, Winter, Kibbley, Kinkajou, and Moon went to the rainforest after Winter deliberately found a way to get rid of Turtle by telling him to go tell the Dragonettes of Destiny where they'd gone so Clay, Tsunami, Sunny, and Starflight wouldn't worry. They met Glory and Deathbringer. Um, seeing Deathbringer and Glory together again, like, in, a, in one of the books, was really cool because, like I said, I'm a full-on Glorybringer fan. I love Glorybringer. I'm a full-on Glorybringer fan. So, Deathbringer and, and Glory go out to search for Icicle, and they leave the four dragonettes in the wingery, the dragonette wingery, and they go off. But the four dragonettes escape. Well, they don't really escape, they just kind of leave when they know the guards aren't watching, and they trick the dragonettes into playing hide-and-seek. And they go to the the volcanic night kingdom and they find the charred remains of marosir they didn't specifically say it was marosir but if you add up the facts like marosir was reaching through the tunnel to get to Starflight, he was literally there the volcano exploded on top of him it it adds up and i think it was marosir i'm like 99.9 percent sure it was marosir um and they find icicle and she's been awake for days because she doesn't want scarlet to invade her dreams again but then the rainlings descend, saying they followed them. They shoot Icicle with the sleep dart and make her go to sleep. Icicle is struggling to fight it, but eventually she can't. And Winter's wondering whether Skrull is invading her dream or not. And actually promises to kill Glory himself, although of course he's not going to do that. It was just a promise not fulfilled to his sister. Um, the next- one of the major events is that, um- The Dragonettes found Pyrite, who is going to take them, um, ooh, where was she going to take them? I forget where she exactly was going to take them. She's going to take them somewhere. (laughs) They stop in a cave where they think Scarlet might be, and Scarlet's talking about Pyrite. She's telling this, um, Nightwing to go get Pyrite. Winter rips the necklace that Pyrite is wearing off her neck, and it turns out that she's actually Hailstorm. The Nightwing comes, throws Kinkajou into a tree, and Kinkajou goes into like a coma. She just won't wake up. Her scales are just stark white, which is the Rainwing color of, like, pain, like awful, awful pain. Um. So the next thing that happens is Kibli breathes fire into the to the Nightwing's eyes, and and um Winter breathes frost breath onto them, and the Nightwing goes off screaming. And They go to Possibility to see if Kinkajou can get a healer. Hailstorm comes with them and is super confused, disoriented, because he still believes he's Pyrite, but he also has memories of him being an Icewing Dragonette, and he can't tell what's real and what's false. Eventually, Winter puts on the Pyrite necklace himself to show Hailstorm that Pyrite is just a false dragon. She's not actually real. Um, Hailstorm's still trying to shake his loyalty to Skywings and... Queen Scarlet, and all that out of his brain. He's very muddled, and he's been pyrite for two years, and Winter was very muddled after being pyrite for like two minutes, so um, Winter cannot imagine what Hailstorm must be going through. So the next thing I want to talk about is three characters. I'm going to be talking about Winter, Hailstorm, and uh, Tundra, because I thought Tundra would be an interesting one to talk about. So, first let's talk about Winter. He's a very complicated character, which is why he's one of my favorites, because I've probably said this a million times, but I love complicated characters, because it just makes the story a whole lot interesting when you have a good, complicated character to follow the story with. He's very kind and loyal and brave to his friends, it's just he he has a really hard time accepting that and breaking his loyalty to the ice wings breaking that outer shell of meanness and aggression and becoming the dragon that he really is so he's definitely one of the more complicated characters and I love that about him um he's just a really cool dragon and super funny if you think about it like some of the things he says and the way he argues with Kibbley is just funny (laughs) The next dragon is Hailstorm. Hailstorm in the prologue appears to be a brave dragon, one of those charming dragons like that that um, everybody loves and adores because he's like super brave and strong and helpful. And someday he's gonna take charge of the Icewing army. And then after the pirate necklace, he's disoriented. He's not the same Hailstorm. He's scared, nervous, confused. Sometimes he feels lonely and abandoned because he can't figure out who he is, what winter means to him, what icicle means to him, what glacier means to him, what the ice kingdom means to him. So it was hard to find a personality underneath all that, but I think it's just, Hailstorm is the same Hailstorm as we saw in the prologue. Um, he's just showing a little more of himself, the, the side that, that could be nervous and confused and muddled, and I know this a lot of this is because of the pirate necklace, but we also get to see a hidden side of Hailstorm, which was kind of cool. I also I wanted to talk about Tundra because um I don't know I just thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about Tundra. Tundra is Narwhal's wife and the mother of Icicle, Hailstorm, in Winter. She she's very like chilly, not just because she has like cold scales, but like her personality is chilly. Like she- <coughs> Sorry, choked. i <laughs> Okay, sorry. So, yeah, her, um, she's very, like, cold. Her personality is cold, chilly, angry. And she needs everything to be perfect. She needs the rankings wall to be perfect. She needs the queen to be perfect. She needs her um, dragonettes to be perfect. She needs everything to be perfect. And she has this obsession with objects and dragons being perfect and um she just wants everything to stay in line in order but she she doesn't just like everything being perfect she wants to be powerful she wants to stay at the top she wants to have power she wants all this and that she just wants to be a powerful dragon that cannot be stopped and she is definitely not one of my favorite characters But I think I could consider her a minor antagonist in a way because of the way she treated Winter and the way she was trying to prevent Winter from being who he really was and all that. I think I can consider her a minor antagonist and if I can, I would like to say that she is one of my favorites because of that personality that's so hard to understand. Again, another complicated character. Not as complicated as Winter because you get that like angry, chilly side. You get that, but hard to see who she might be underneath all that. Um, does she really care about other dragons, and she's just hiding it over with a chilly personality like Winter, or does she really not care about any other dragons? Like she appears to, not. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really all I have to say about Winter Turning. The question for this episode is: Who are your top three favorite characters, and why? Again, these episodes can be answered in a review. They could be answered for a shout out. You can discuss them with your friends, or they are just questions to think about. Okay, thank you for listening to this podcast and this episode. Uh, again, sorry, episodes haven't come out in a while. I mean, I was traveling, and then I and then it was Easter. And uh, by the way, um, happy Easter to anybody who celebrates it out there. Uh, yeah. So sorry about that. Anyway thanks for listening to this episode and this podcast please go check out uh, stay happy back and forth of course wherever you listen to your podcasts we are in dire need for listens and subscribers and back and forth our latest episode has uh, guest star um buttercup so please go check that out wherever you listen to your podcasts uh have a great day spread your wings and fly bye